Hey everyone, this is Caitlin Yeager with Missouri Humanities. Join us as we highlight the uniqueness of Missouri's small towns and showcase the bigger picture of what small town America really is by bringing you to communities across the state and listening to their stories of why they shouldn't be overlooked, overshadowed, or underappreciated. We're not a flyover state. We're the heart of America. From somewhere in the show me state, this is Small Town Showcase. Junction, located in Jasper County, is home to just over 8,000 people. It's a bedroom community a little outside of Joplin in southwest Missouri. It's one of the larger small town showcase communities that we've featured, but you won't find many chain restaurants or big box stores. This is a community that prides itself on their bedroom community label. It's a term we've heard several times from multiple small town showcase featured communities, but if you're unfamiliar, a bedroom community is often defined as a town where most of the population that lives there doesn't actually work there. Instead, they commute to neighboring, often larger communities for work. You may be thinking, wouldn't a small town want their residents to work in their community? And I think the answer might usually be yes. And in fact, we've heard other communities say just that. But Carl Junction, or CJ as you'll hear it called, embraces it. CJ is home. It isn't work. You're close to all major amenities. Your school district is in demand. But residents get the small town lifestyle that they want. To CJ, it's the perfect package. It's also a community of unparalleled community support. When CJ wanted a library, they raised the money to create one. The same happened with a community center and an impressive inclusive playground at the school. Seriously, you should see the sign dedicated to the donors for the playground. It's massive with dozens of contributors listed. It really shouldn't come as any surprise that this town rallied the votes to become one of our featured five communities this year. And these examples just merely scratch the surface. Joining me for this episode of our Small Town Showcase podcast to help highlight this wonderful community of Carl Junction are Kavanaugh Studevin, Director of the Chamber of Commerce, and Steve Lover, the City Administrator. This ended up being such a lovely conversation to be a part of and we hope you enjoy it too. Hi there, and welcome back to the Small Town Showcase podcast. I'm so glad to be sitting here with two great representatives of the town of Carl Junction, Kavanaugh Studevin and Steve Lover. Both of them serve the city of Carl Junction, Kavanaugh as the director of the Chamber of Commerce and Steve as the city administrator. Thank you both so much for sitting down and sharing your wonderful community with us. Thank you Absolutely. and welcome. Absolutely, Yeah, and I'd love it if you could both set the stage for us uh, by telling us about your time here in CJ, as it is affectionately called. So we might go back and forth between <laughs> Carl Junction so. and CJ. So your CJ story, so to speak. Kavanaugh, let's start with you. Yeah, CJ. Uh, so I've been here about three years. Grew up in this area, though, and fell in love with Carl Junction and knew that I wanted to be here and make a home of it. And then thankfully now I get to serve the community in my job. So it, you know, it's been, uh, it feels like I've always been here, even though it's been three years. Mm-hmm. I just, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, what's your CJ story? How did you come to be um, city administrator? Cause I kind of remember back in our initial meeting, you're not originally from CJ. No, I'm not. I had a, uh, a friend of mine up in Kansas city. I was in Kansas city, living in Kansas city at the time. And uh, his parents and family was down in Monette, so I came with him on a weekend and came down through here. And I just loved the area when I came down through here. And I thought, you know, I could live down here, not a problem. And eventually I got an opportunity with a different job to uh, come down here, and I just I jumped at it. I, I knew that I wanted to be down here. Mm-hmm. So you kind of transitioned perfectly. Uh, tell us more about this area, about Carl Junction, to help our listeners orient themselves to the community and to this area. 
Um, can you guys describe where Carl Junction is? What's this landscape and environment like in this part of Missouri? Just give us a nice description of this place. We are right on the edge of the Ozarks, so we kind of split it between the uh, starting of the prairies and going into the Ozark Mountains down here in uh, southwest Missouri. We're located just to the northwest of Joplin. Uh, we are part of the Joplin uh, Greater MSA area, so we get included in all of the census for that type of thing. Uh, but we're the transition point between uh, the more mountainous and more hilly regions and then the prairies as you start to go west and north. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I always say that Carl Junction, we're very strategically placed. Uh, we're also very close to the Kansas border. Uh, so, you know, you'll see a lot of people hop over, you know, uh, and to cross that state line. Um, we are part of that metro area. You know, a lot of people come to Carl Junction because we are strategically placed. We're by some bigger cities, uh, but we're, we have our own quiet uh, little area that's sort of tucked in and the outdoors is really, really big in Carl Junction because of where we are with the trails and Center Creek and all of the, the outdoors things that there are to do um, in our city and in our area. So what is it about Carl Junction that you believe makes it stand out from other Missouri communities, whether they be big or small? I think it's all about the people. You know, I think people will sometimes always say that about their communities, especially a community that they love so much. But our people, uh, you know, when people move here, uh, and we've had a lot of transplants, a lot of out of state in the last year that have moved to Carl Junction because they're looking for that small town. They're looking for that family, community-oriented atmosphere. And I will say people jump right in, and that's what's really neat. It's all about helping your fellow neighbor, getting involved, um, you know, beautifying Carl Junction, whether it's picking up trash or adopting a highway or, you know, helping out at the school. And uh, at the end of the day, we have the best people um, and they have a heart to make Carl Junction um, even better, um, you know, when they first got here. Everyone's looking for it to grow and they want to be a part of that. We are a bedroom community for the Joplin area, and, and we know that. We recognize that. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're going to make that the best that we can for that type of you know community. Um, that makes us a little bit rare in the fact that there's not a lot of communities that um, they, they can say they're a bedroom community, but we truly are. We have... Um, just a small amount of uh, retail and business. They're very active businesses and they're very good businesses and they support Carl Junction just tremendously. But, you know, we have a record of the residents and the businesses helping and proving themselves and making themselves known uh, that they will help. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a big deal. Uh, we've had enough natural disasters, you know, throughout the years they're always there. The people just show up. So talk a little bit about, you know, being a bedroom community. I remember during our scouting meeting that that was brought up that you guys are a bedroom community for some of the bigger communities in this area. But, and I've heard that quite a few times as we've done small town showcase communities. Um, and some people don't want to be bedroom communities. They want to bring more of that you know, that business, that commerce, those jobs to mm -hmm. their communities. But I remember you guys saying that you really enjoy the fact that you're a bedroom community. Can you talk about that a little bit? It's because it's what the people want. Uh, you know, I feel like Carl Junction, um, at one point, um, you know, there were maybe a handful more businesses. Like I look around us in the room that we're sitting at and there's a ton of history and, and things like that. But um, I feel like it's always sort of been a bedroom community a little bit. Um, you know, we have the things uh, that you need and want so you can shop local and support Carl Junction in that way. But um, honestly, 
people move here to Carl Junction because it's a bedroom community. They don't want to live in a city. They don't want to live next to a Walmart. They just don't, or that the mall or anything very busy. And a lot of that is because of our great school system. Um, our schools are everything. And so that's really what um, brings people to Carl Junction and uh, you know, I personally feel like I love that we've embraced this bedroom community and we want to be that, but it just goes to show that because we've embraced it as a people, as a city, um, even as, as a chamber, um, we are clearly um, doing what the residents want. You know, that's why they moved here. So we embrace that, uh, which is why when you see improvements in Carl Junction, it's improving the way of life with the splash pad. There's things for our families to do. We're not bringing in those big box retail. We don't we don't want necessarily uh, want that because that's not who we are as a people. And we're listening to our people um, when we are doing the things to grow Carl Junction. So a lot of our residents, uh, dual households, where we're so close between the communities on the Kansas side and then the Joplin area, uh, we have households that uh, every morning they split. One will go into Kansas to go to work and another one will go into Joplin or, or Web City, someplace like that, to go to work every day. But they come here at night. They come home at night. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to be for them. We want to be their home. We want to be able to provide them the security that they want. Uh, you know, with a, with a high quality police department. We want to make sure that we have uh, parks and a few programs that they can take part in, uh, the amenities that make it their home, not just a place for them to live. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think it's, it's, you know, it's that idea that when you come home, you actually are home and work can stay at work. You know, I think that's hard for a lot of people, especially in this, you know, age of so many people now working from home mm -hmm. um, or or telecommuting or um, doing hybrid that it's really hard to have a strict like this is my workplace, this is my home place. And I think it's really lovely that that's what you guys try and emulate with Carl Junction, that when you come home, you're home and you can really leave work at work for a lot of people. Um, that's really great. Yeah. So. You brought up the school and how that's a really big asset to this community. That's one of the really great reasons why, you know, people choose to live here and maybe work elsewhere. Um, and so let's talk about the school and kind of its connection to the community and even broader, um, what is important to this community? Um, we talked a lot about, because as we were preparing for this, we talked a lot about how connected the community is to the schools, how involved the chamber is, Kavanaugh, um, with you most specifically, we've heard glowing reviews about you, <laughs> um, and, and more so than maybe in other communities of this size, you know, that you might not think of a small town chamber as being, you know, as impactful as one in a bigger community, but that people here really say the opposite. Um, how welcoming the people are, that yeah. came up a lot. This list really, I mean, goes on and on. Um, let's reflect on that a little bit. Yeah. So I guess we'll start with the school. The school, uh, not only is it, honestly, and it's even been ranked as one of the top schools in our area, even in the state. Um, the level of education um, and the care that our school provides. Um, I know we talked about in the scouting trip, uh, Dr. David Pyle was in this room and uh, representing the school and he talked about, it's so neat to see um, fellow Carl Junction graduates come back to their home to teach, to give back. And they see a lot of that in their schools. Um, they're very involved in um, our city and in the chamber and in anything that they do. Uh, they they really instill in their students, which I think is what makes it so special, the importance of community and then the importance of giving back to that community that supports and gives back to you every single day. Um, it's so neat to see um, the scholarship nights. And, you know, yes, there are businesses giving scholarships, but we have individual families in Carl Junction that financially want to give back to those students and their future. Um, and then in return, I see it at the chamber when we do our community event, students that come in and want to do the chamber project where we will 
give back to nonprofit organizations through painting or gardening or organizing. And it's not just the people that show up, but the students and the student groups and they love it and they return every single year. And, and, and that just goes to show what they're teaching those students. It's that high quality education, but most importantly, they're teaching them about community and the importance of that so that they're equipped with those tools that then when they do graduate and hopefully they want to come home and they usually do, which is really neat to see, um, that they are immediately getting involved in the community because they know how so, how important it is. We uh, And it's not just a single generation that we see. We have families either that have sent uh, several generations of people through this school system and 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 it has always been the same in the fact that um, the school supports the city and the city supports the school um, we we don't get into um, we know that we're supporting the kids uh, and and that is the most important thing we're supporting those kids for not only their education but with Kavanaugh and the chamber having programs to support the kids and then the school and, and the city, we try to be very holistic about how we see it. And that's what brings families in. So when a family has three kids in it, they grow up through the school system, they might go to Mizzou or uh, SMU in Springfield or, or even, um, you know, like Washington University, St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. You know what? There is a really high chance that they're going to end up back here. More so than what a lot of other cities have that. Um, a lot of people talk about brain drain and the fact that people are leaving their areas and stuff. We don't see that as much as what others do. We have a, a new business in town that is a family-owned one, and it's the kids that had started the business mom and dad are supporting mm -hmm. it. Wow. I mean, they they played um, baseball with my kids, mm -hmm. you know, and they're back here now. Again, this is where the family is. Mm -hmm. And we, we keep going back to that. This is where the family is. Well, the school system is a big family too. Mm -hmm. The school system's a lot larger than what just the city is. Mm -hmm. um, and that's is what's that, unique too, yeah. is, I, and, and Dr. Pyle talked about that as well. So our school district, and I think that's what brings so many outliers in, is our actual school district boundaries are not just in Carl Junction. We go well out into the country that we consider a Joplin address, but they are Carl Junction School District. Our school district specifically, out of all of the communities around us, is very unique. Mm -hmm. Um, and we have buses that pick up kids way, way out. Those kids are getting on the bus at 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah. because we go very far out. And so it's bringing some of those Joplin addresses or no-go addresses even. Some of are out in the country and bringing them into Carl Junction, um, which is really, really neat to see. Uh, we're a lot bigger um, in school district numbers than even our city numbers would show technically. Um, I think with coming back, that is something that, that's something that I did. So I'm not from Carl Junction. I'm from a community called Carthage, which is not like 15 minutes away. Um, and I was one of those kids that they would talk about that was going to leave and never come back. <laughs> and then as I got older and visited more over the last 10 years, I realized I came home. I wanted to come home. And that's what you see um, in Carl Junction with those kids is, yeah, they go away and they do great big things, but then they bring those great big things with them. Mm -hmm. Kevin, let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, because you didn't just come home. You came home and now you're, you know, a leader in the community. You know, you're, you know, we said before that a lot of people talk about how much of an asset you've been to the community, how much the chamber has been an asset to the community. In your last, you know, the last several years of you being here, what kind of changes have you seen and what have been your focuses as the chamber director here in Carl Junction? Yeah, I've seen a lot more um, businesses and people get more involved. Um, a lot of that, you know, one of my biggest thing is I, when I got the position, 
I wanted to create, I wanna do a lot. That's just my personality. I wanna do everything and I wanna do it all the time and I wanna do a lot. And I want to show like our community events that we have, um, that they can grow and be bigger and get bigger and bigger. Um, and that even a small town like Carl Junction can have just as many community events or activities or you know whatever that looks like as Joplin per se you know, that has 60,000, if not more plus population, we can have just as much as that. And so I wanted to create a lot of opportunities. And with those opportunities, I've seen more uh, organizations and businesses get more involved with our chamber. Um, in this area, it's it's not super unique, but it's still a unique thing is that we are actually, we are an area chamber of commerce. So we really don't have a city limit. Okay. So we serve businesses in Joplin, Web City, Neosho. We have some in Kansas even. Um, but the number one thing that, the reason why people join our chamber is because of those opportunities, because they love Carl Junction, whether it's because they live here and it's home, but they work elsewhere like Steve talked about, and they wanna give back to that community. Or we have other businesses from areas that wanna give back to Carl Junction. They see how special it is. And so I've seen a lot of that happening um, as other areas wanna support our community and they wanna get involved. Um, and it's just because of those opportunities that have been created and, um, you know, we're sort of known for our bluegrass festival, our big festival, and I've seen it grow in the last three years in numbers, but I've seen more people get involved with it uh, because they love it so much. And so, uh, you know, and I just want to continue to do that and cultivate a family-oriented sort of environment that our chamber has. And Steve, I'd love to hear you reflect um, not just on what Kavanaugh just said, but also on your own position, you know, in, in the time that you've served as city administrator, what have your goals been? What are your, what are your main focuses and, um, how have you seen things grow and develop here in, in CJ since you've come back? Um, I started with the city in, uh, 2002 as the economic developer. At that time, the state of Missouri had a, uh, grant program called REAP, where um, it's rural economic assistance, I think is what it was. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was, I was hired by the city um, to fill that position uh, at that. Um, jumped right in, um, you know, got involved in anything from uh, Lions Club to uh, the chamber uh, at that time, the chamber was really little. Um, we like had, one room with ten people. Had, yeah, <laughs> you know, and occasionally I hear it. <laughs> occasionally, you know, four or five of us all would show up for a meeting. You know, but it was always the same people, always supporting, always uh, trying to uh, grow and and uh, and make the city better. And that was their whole goal was to make the city better. Um, as an economic developer, it became clear real quick that as a bedroom community that um, we may never have a Walmart or that big box store, McDonald's, whatever. We, it, there's a possibility we may never have one of those. And we're okay with that uh, because we know that it doesn't quite fit into what we want. And so my philosophy has always been, we're a bedroom community, so we're gonna be the, the best damn bedroom community <laughs> that you can be. True. And, and, and so then as I got uh, working for the city and then I got promoted into, uh, as a city administrator, that, that didn't change. And, and that's, what, um, that's what the city council sees it as. We're gonna do whatever we can to make sure that that's where we're at, uh, whether it's supporting the schools and in anything, um, good example through COVID and and everybody knows how hard it was to find a car. You know, car lots were pretty empty. The school came to the city and say, "Hey, do you have a vehicle that we could use for driver's ed training?" I said, "Sure, let me get it. You know, let me check it with the mayor and the council, and if they're okay with it." You betcha, we've got an extra vehicle that, you know, that mm -hmm. the only thing we use it for is travel. 
let the kids, you know. Are you going to make the kids drive stick? <laughs> not, not quite that bad. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, and this is the second year in a row that the schools use the city vehicle for driver's ed training. Um, so we're going to do what we can to help with that type of thing. When when the school needs something, you know, and they find out it's we might be able to help them, they, come, they just come to us. We work very well together. And, mm-hmm. and um makes it a lot easier. And we've had our fair share of natural disasters too, where people have come together. I know we've talked about it before, like the tornado, Mm -hmm. and not just one tornado. Yeah, we've had two tornadoes. (laughs) Two tornadoes. 2003 uh, was a big one that came through this area right through here. Um, That was a great big urban renewal program is what that (laughs) one was. And then then we had another tornado in 2019 uh, that went down through a residential area, but uh, we've had some flooding, you know, and we've had some pretty severe wind damage several years ago. And uh, for me, m- my crew with Public Works, um, they just show up mm-hmm. um, for the Joplin tornado. Uh, we were already on site pushing streets open with equipment that we had taken over there before I had even got a phone call from anybody in in Joplin saying, hey, do you have anybody you can send? They did the exact same thing to us when we had both of our tornadoes. You just showed up. Mm -hmm. And and so it's, um, so the, I kind of got sidetracked there, but it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. The Bluegrass Festival, it it came out of a previous mayor and Mm -hmm. a council member that said, you know what, we need to have something family oriented to grow. Uh, the city ran it for several years. Um, it got bigger than what the city could run. So the chamber mm-hmm. jumped in uh, and said, you know what, we can do this. And, and, and the chamber has just made it even better than what it was before. So let's, let's back up a little bit because you guys did bring up the tornadoes. And I think that kind of is a good segue into, you know, just another amazing example of the community support that is so palpable here in Carl Junction. So, you know, you talk about the two tornadoes, was it 2003 and 2019? Um, but, you know, any other difficult times that your town has faced, how how does the community step up when there is a need? Like what, even in a broader sense, what do you see? What do you hear? Um, what is it about this community that makes people want to, to step up and, and rebuild and do what they can. I think a good example of it is the is the Bright Futures program up yeah, at the school. I was about to say that too. Um, you know, if if um, so, what was it? The Bright Futures program. Bright Futures program, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a good thing that you need to talk to uh, Dr. Cook about when you have an interview <laughs> with him. Uh, it's an amazing program. You know, kids that are in need, uh, whether it is a food need, they send out. Um, uh, backpacks with food in there's a lot of schools that do that type of thing they do I mean, their like they, peanut butter program peanut butter i mean clothes. if a kid comes in to school and a teacher sees that his shoes are just about ready somebody will put hey i need a pair of size eight and a half boys shoes boom it's done mm-hmm. yeah. it just shows up or you know i've seen residents um specifically like with that program or just in general, like we've had some families that have had, that have lost everything in fires. And before, before the fire is out, to be honest with you, there is a Facebook post or a phone call or a text chain that says, who do we, who lives there? Do they have any children? Do they have any animals? Uh, Is there any elderly? What do they need? Um, And there are people that are commenting on it or calling back and that family or person already has everything that they could possibly need in that moment. Or they're even opening their door and saying, hey, I have a couch to crash on. Or if they have an animal, they can, you know, hang out in my backyard. We've seen a lot of that as well. we see, um, you know, different people that with bright futures, they just think like clockwork, hey, school started, it's been about six months. You know what? I bet Jenny's closet is depleted in items. So I'm just going to put out a call and I'm just going to deliver 
stuff to the school, whether they need it or not, because they're eventually going to need it. So they're already thinking 10 steps ahead before that need is really actually needed. Um, Another example uh, that brought me to tears that actually happened this year is uh, we had four Carl Junction graduates um, and some worked with the school as or with the city as well. We had four ladies um, that knew the school had bright futures and had this, but they wanted to do something outside of the school for the residents. And so they approached me at the chamber and they were like, hey, we're doing this project and um, with Moso Caps, but we wanna give back to our community. So is there any way that we could put a hygiene closet in the chamber so that if any resident needed shampoo or you know razors or diapers or wipes, that they could come into the chamber and that would be readily available for them for free. And so we have a hygiene closet here now that is now grown. And I will say these girls have just graduated and they have already emailed me wanting to know, is there anything else that they need? Because they're planning to still continue it well after they've obviously graduated. Um, the community library is uh, another yeah. example. Yep, it is. Uh, you know, the and, and with disasters, um, people even, not not just specifically ours, but no matter where, People show up with things to donate, um, clothes, and and there's a timeline that you need all of that stuff. You know, you know one of the first things that people need is you know they need gloves, they need rakes, mm -hmm. they need you know for a tornado chainsaws, whatever that type of thing. Um, and the the chamber businesses especially stuff just starts showing up mm -hmm. and 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 running those volunteers through a natural disaster is work. It's, it's not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. Because so many people, they just want to help, but they don't know how to. Mm -hmm. um, and so you get that organization with, like the chamber that, or, or the school that says, okay, what do you need? Mm -hmm. You know, and okay, we're gonna need tarps, we're gonna need wheelbarrows, we're gonna need gloves, we're gonna need, uh, Oh my gosh, I don't know how many, the last one, cases of water. <laughs> then you get into the stuff like the hygiene. You mm -hmm. know what, you're gonna need baby diapers. Mm -hmm. You know, you're gonna need personal hygiene stuff. And, and um, people just, they just give. Mm -hmm. And I think this is nice because you guys are already telling such amazing stories, but think about your time here in Carl Junction and all of these things that you've experienced, whether it be, you know, helping this town through a natural disaster, working with the students, um, being part of beautification projects, just all of these lovely aspects of Carl Junction. What are some of your favorite stories? Like if someone were to come up to you and say, like, sell me on Carl Junction, like, tell me about it. Like, what is something that, you know, is a story from your experiences here with the people, the places, the visitors, anything that you just are like, yep, this is Carl Junction. It's my favorite thing to tell you. Wow. Mm -hmm. I have so many I've, different I've stories. 20 years of stories. <laughs> you, got more, you have more stories than I do. All of my stories involve specific people. Mm -hmm. um, some of those stories are in times of need. Um, and then, you know, some uh, a lot of the stories that I have are, um, one in particular is the Bluegrass Festival one of the most stressful days of my life, but the most fun and rewarding at the exact same time. Um, and this past year we celebrated 25 years and I don't know how many people, first of all, it was insane. We, you know, we average anywhere from 10 to 13,000 people, easy. Wow. Last year, over... And, and, and to put that in perspective, <laughs> Carl Junction's population is about 7,000, a little uh -huh. bit over? Uh, 8,200, I think. Oh, 8,200, yeah. okay. And what's cool is, uh, I will say, thank you, Carl Junction, for embracing the festival <laughs> because it gets hectic down there in those streets. Mm -hmm. But people love it, they attend, and they love that we have it. Um, but last year, we saw well over 20,000 
before noon. I stopped counting. I, I got to the point where I was like, volunteers just stop. Like it's, it is what it is at this point. Yeah, we have the clickers. And it got to the point where like, we're, it is what it is now. Like, we're just going to do this. And, but the people that I were talking to, um, there were so many that had been to that festival since day one. They don't live here. They travel here for it. It is on their calendar. And they remember when it was free hot dogs and chips um, and a couple of bands and then some arts and crafts booths and to what it is now. And it is a tradition for them. And so it felt like Carl Junction, we are one of their traditions. Mm -hmm. They're not from here, but they love it here so much and they love the festival so much that they keep returning even to fight the crowds because they were an older couple. Um, But then also to have conversations with people uh, that it was their first time and that they're making it a tradition from now on. Um, And so it's really neat to share Carl Junction with everyone. Um, And they recognize how special it is. And so they keep, they keep coming back. And, um, you know, a lot of my stories are just like that, like just from talking to people um, or seeing um, one specific resident that I, him and his daughter specifically have gotten so involved with the Lions Club and everything that they do. And uh, they're not from here. And now they've become family. And uh, they're always up for any and everything. And so you i it my stories involved just these really awesome relationships that i've have with people that we all have the same goal in mind um and it really truly feels like carl junction like we're one big family it's such a a lovely testament to like to know that you make that kind of impression on people who have no stake in this town they just you've made that impression and you know i love that you're using the term tradition that People that aren't even from here, don't even live here, like you've you've made that connection and you're part of their family now too. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so lovely. Mm-hmm. Steve, what about you? What are you thinking about over there? <laughs> um, probably the one that I think about the most and I, that stands out is um, we had a we had a gentleman in town in the two thousand three tornado and uh, this is not so much about the city anything. It's more of a personal story. And that's because uh, my house um, was damaged pretty good in that tornado. And I was working for the city at the time, too. Um, so I have, I have this pull then that I need to get my house and my family taken care of, but I've got Carl Junction that I need to help take care of too. And so I had this tremendous amount of pull going on internally. And uh, this older gentleman saw that and he's from here. Um, He's passed now, but he came to me and he said, Steve, don't worry about your house. We'll, We'll get volunteers. We'll get people to take care of uh, what needs to be fixed at your house. And, uh, 20 years later and it still hits me mm-hmm. you know that uh, he had that foresight to do that and and that's uh, I guess that's why I talk about family so much about what Carl Junction is is because that's what they do and uh, you know what he allowed me then to do my work that I needed to do to help Carl Junction in a whole recover and I didn't have to worry about my house mm-hmm. gave you some peace of mind it gave me a great peace of mind that I knew that stuff was getting fixed at the house that needed to get fixed. That's wonderful. And we had volunteers that came into town for almost two years from all over the United States. Uh, lots of groups from uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota and, and just, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Just And those were, were they people that had a connection to the town or just saw a need and filled it? Just saw both? a need. Oh, wow. Just saw a need. Um, and lots of good things have come out of our tornado that, uh, that long-term recovery program now. And, uh, we, we started with a, a, uh, 
we had a Carl Junction disaster relief program. I, it's getting hard to remember all that stuff <laughs> back then, but uh, you know that it turned into a Jasper County program. Mm. You know where you, you, lots of uh, churches get involved with it, Catholic charities, Methodist charities. Um, you know the um, mm -hmm. what's the big food group over in Springfield? Yeah, I I don't remember. Yeah, but yes, I know what you're talking they about have a this. Huge, yeah, huge warehouse, and they just that's what they do. They react to disasters all over the United States. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's yeah. Ron Forbus, great guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing those. I mean, it, you guys just told stories that really run the gamut of like the good times and the bad. You know what people mm -hmm. do. You know, regardless of you know of the outcome or regardless of a cause that people are just here and, and, and no matter what, you know, that's just what this community emulates. And I think that's so great. You know, it, it's, I think it, like what keeps going through my head right now as we've, as we've talked is that just the strong sense of identity in Carl Junction. And that's rare. You know, I think especially for a small town, I think it's, it's not always easy for a small town to have a strong sense of identity because I think a lot of times they're either searching for more or they're they're struggling through something. Um, and not to say that you guys don't have struggles, you don't mm -hmm. have things that you're working through, but I think that you guys are just, you know, you're really representing this, this sense of identity in Carl Junction that is, you know, that's so strong. And that's really great. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Kavanaugh when you nominated, because you know you were the nominator, right, for yes. Small Town Showcase. So, so this initiative of Small Town Showcase is meant to highlight what what is kind of seen as an unseen part of Missouri culture and heritage, um, and that's the story and contributions of the state's small towns. You know, I think I think Missouri is perceived like if people think of Missouri, and I'm a lifelong Missouri resident, um, it's perceived as an agricultural state, mm -hmm. but I think it's it's often seen as St. Louis, Kansas City, Mizzou, mm -hmm. <laughs> and everything else is just kind of lumped together. Yeah. And it's like, and everything else, mm -hmm. you know? So I think the goal of Small Town Showcase is to break down that everything else and to give identity and give stories to towns that aren't talked about um, or given a spotlight. Um, so, Kavanaugh, what was on your mind when you nominated Carl Junction for a Small Town Showcase last year? And what are you hoping the town will gain from being one of the year's featured five communities? Yeah. So, originally, I was actually tagged in the post on Facebook when the nominations opened up by a Carl Junction resident. Uh, she follows Missouri Humanities and she uh, actually owns an art gallery um, in the Joplin area, And but she lives here and uh, she loved what Missouri Humanities really stands for in the program, so she's familiar with it. And so she tagged me in it and then she texted me and said, did you see the tag? It was like immediately, I had not seen it yet. <laughs> Um, and she was like, I know that you can do this is what she told me. And she was like, because, um, she knew how much I, in everything that I do, I want Carl Junction and I want people to know that we're the best. <laughs> like, I, I like, it's just like very straightforward. We are the best and I want everybody to know about it. And, um, I immediately um, sent in the nomination, read what it was all about, uh, but was so excited. And at first, um, through some of the questions that was asked on the nomination form, um, I it didn't take me very long to do the nomination because it was so easy to talk about Carl Junction and how amazing it is. Like I didn't have to hesitate. I mean, I wrote paragraphs <laughs> um, through every single thing and wanted to highlight all these, you know, we have this and we have this and this is what we're so awesome and our people and everything like that. It was so easy and it is so easy to talk about Carl Junction. And I want everyone to know how amazing we truly are. I, you know, I agree with you. I think in Missouri with you have those pockets um, of, oh yeah, I know Kansas City. Oh yeah, I know St. Louis or, you know, whatever it is. And then everyone thinks that all the in-between 
well, you know, I, I, when I lived in New York City, our friends, no, most of them had never been to Missouri. They knew Kansas City. They knew St. Louis. They were like, but like, what else is there to do in Missouri? Like where you're from, like, where are you from? And I was like, we're three counties up from the corner. And they're like, but what is there to do? Like, I mean, like what makes that so special? Um, And that's what I wanna highlight is uh, we have so much to do, uh, but it's not about what we have to do. It's about the people and the home and the family and, um, we are a small town. I mean, we really are the definition of that. And so, um, you know, I was so excited. And then when we were gathering votes, uh, that right there, um, because I went all in and I was telling everybody, you gotta vote for us, you gotta vote for us, you gotta vote for us. I mean, I was telling people in Joplin, I was telling people everywhere. But the amount of people that came out and voted for us, I mean, no joke, we got messages on Facebook because I had posted the link from people that grew up here, that no longer live here, that voted for us Mm -hmm. because they were like, or they said, I know Carl Junction because I grew up in Joplin, of course, and they voted for us. And so right there is like a testament to the people. Um, And then when we got a top five spot, um, I'll be honest with you, I cried. Um, <laughs> and um, and also watching the videos of the other small towns too, um, and even listening to some of the podcasts and all of those things, um, I was like, I want that for Carl Junction because I teared up. I mean, and I didn't, some of these places I didn't even know about either. And so that was neat to see. And I would compare them like, oh my gosh, look at that small town. That's about our population. Or wow, they have 150 people in their population. (laughs) Um, But learning about their towns, uh, it made me feel closer to our town. And I'm so excited that we get to share Carl Junction um, with the state, with the world, with anybody. And I know everyone around me feels the exact same way that I do. Everyone is so excited to- Maybe not the same energy level. Maybe not, (laughs) but maybe. But but maybe, but yeah. But they're so excited. I mean, I've already had people ask, well, when can I watch the video? And I'm like, well, we gotta edit it. We gotta do all these things. But like, they're so excited to share it. Um, And they're proud of their town. And that's what's really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love. Thank you for sharing that story. That's ugh. That makes me so (laughs) happy to hear that. Yeah. Um. So so from there, you know, thinking forward, um, and you talked about what you hope being part of Small Town Showcase, you know, does for the town. But taking it a little bit broader, what are your hopes for the town? Kind of as we as we start to wrap up the conversation, um, look look to the future, um, as two leaders in this community. Um, you know, I think part of your jobs every day is to think of the future of Carl Junction. But what do you see or what do you hope for for this community? So one of the good things um, about the city, every city council that I've worked for in the past 21 years has had the same and, and every mayor has had the same thought process is that um, we need to make sure that Carl Junction is ready for the next. Whether it's the next generation, whether it's the next technology, whether it's the next, we need to make sure that Carl Junction's ready. Not just the here now mm-hmm. that has to be taken care of. And we and we know we have to do that. We wanna make sure that it's, and, and every city council has been that way. They've been very forward thinking about that uh, to make sure that we're prepared. Um, that's what I like about it. And the fact that what we're doing is, is we're trying to make sure that there is a legacy in Carl Junction that keeps the people coming back, that keeps those people from wherever mm-hmm. voting for Carl Junction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's, you know, they're always looking ahead. I mean, I just want to keep doing more. I mean, our town is growing in numbers. The amount of housing that is popping up everywhere and housing developments. I mean, people, 
I, I will say we are a town that people fight over living here. We really do. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to the real estate market in general, I mean, all across the state and in the country, it's it's. I mean, it's all over the place. And for us specifically, um, there are people that fight to live in this town, um, the schools, uh, but also uh, the opportunities that are coming. Um, and, you know, I see that. And so, you know, my instinct is more people, we need to do more. We, I wanna do more things. I mean, I have plans that I would like to do for the chamber um, that give back to the residents and have programs in place, not just for our businesses, but for our residents. Um, and so I'm working towards that because um, as our city grows, um, I know the city has tons of plans that are coming up in the next five years. We have a plan in place and I'm excited for the future of Carl Junction. Um, and I think the people are too. We, we've had this, we've been able to sustain this growth. It's not that we just have this immediate growth. Th this growth is happening, um, it's probably 30 years worth of growth. Um, probably pretty easy, you know, because it, you don't have to go very far back we were only about 44, 4,500 people, and we're over 8,000 people now. Wow. And, and we've, been able to, uh, we've been able to support it. We've grown with it. Um, we've made sure that everything is in place. I mean, the school does a great job of making sure that they have the right facilities, the right teachers, the right support staff. The city does the exact same thing, and the fact that we make sure that Public Works has what they need, uh, the police department, down to the water lines, down mm -hmm. to sewer lines, that type of thing. And we've been able to do that for well over 30 years now to be able to sustain that growth. So if people want to stay connected to Carl Junction, you know, I think you're you're doing a really great job of selling this community, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> Come on when, down. When are you moving in? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you mentioned that, you know, the Bluegrass Festival, that's coming up at the end of the summer, right? In September? Fourth Saturday in September. Great. So if people want to Third stay Saturday in, in September. Ooh. Fourth. Third. Get them all over the place. So if they want to get the <laughs> yes. actual date, where should they go? <laughs> yeah. So if, if they want to keep in touch and, and learn what's going on in CJ, stay connected, learn when the Bluegrass Festival yeah, is. Yeah, learn when it is. Come <laughs> on, Kavanaugh. What yeah. should they do? Yeah, um, well, you can go to the Carl Junction uh, Area Chamber of Commerce website. We have all of our community events at carljunctioncc.com. Um, the Bluegrass Festival is Saturday, September 23rd this year. It's all day, so we'd love anybody to come out and experience Carl Junction, but also our city um, website as well has all of those resources and can connect them um, as well as Facebook and all of those things. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you both so much for such a wonderful conversation. I've, I've learned so much. It's a great way to start, you know, a day here in Carl Junction. And um, I'm really excited to, to get this podcast out and to share it with everybody. And, um, you know, if, if people in town are half as enthusiastic about you guys, you guys just have a, you know, an amazing place to, to grow and to, to lead. So thank you both so much for, for the conversation and for, for all that you've done for this community. Yeah, thank you, you for coming you. to Carl thank Junction. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, glad to have you here. <laughs> Small Town Showcase is a production of Missouri Humanities. Special thanks to our production manager, Michael Saldivar, to our friends in Carl Junction, and to our members and supporters for making this initiative possible. We hope you stay tuned for more from Missouri's small towns by listening to our past episodes. And be sure to head over to our YouTube channel to subscribe and watch the videos for our small town showcase communities as well. To learn more about Missouri Humanities, visit mohumanities.org or follow us on social media at mohumanities. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back again soon with more of The Show Me State.